right. All right. Season two. Season two. Here we go. Hopefully my mic is at a good level. everybody season two hopefully this is sounding okay to everyone listening this is the first time doing this live on Podbean. so if this is horrible it will go away that's why we did barely any advertisement or or word passing about this so those of you that have shown up welcome If you have the ability, there is uh, a place you can put in messages to talk to us live. There is actually an ability to call in as well, which I didn't know. We aren't going to have any callers today, at least from the audience. But just so that uh, in the future, you know, that's something that we might look into. But if you want to type in a message stating that you're, you're listening or if you have any questions for me, go ahead. So... Season two, the experiment has been successful. Uh, Here I wanted to give a little bit of a background on the podcast and what to expect with season two. To be honest with all of you, there was no guarantee that season two was going to happen. When we first started this, it was actually in 2020, but right towards the end, in December, November of 2020, we didn't know how this was going to be taken, if people were going to enjoy it, if it was going to be something that we enjoyed doing. And obviously we're, re- we're renewing for a second season. So it has been fantastic. The, the support has been overwhelming and believe me, I hear from all of you, you know, when you're saying, you know, when's the next episode, when's the next episode? Yes, we did a poor, poor job of explaining that this was going to be done in seasons. And that's really helpful towards me because I have to travel a lot for, for our company, as well as for like the, the conventions, the, the conferences that come up. And so I need to be able to have some time away from the podcast. Secondly, our, our, our industry is really hard to coordinate guests. We have plenty of desire to be guests, but coordinating schedules, as well as sometimes the employers, you know, getting the permission, uh, going through legal departments, going through public affairs departments, you know, all that fun stuff, making sure that the people that are on our podcast are not going to get in trouble and, and us as well. So I'm really excited, more fantastic industry guests, more diversity in our, in our guests. We have, we're starting off next week. Our very first guest is today is just me kind of introducing the season. I'm not expecting this to go a full hour. Uh, I did have a plan to have Joseph call in to, to chat with me as well, but I, we're first time on Podbean. We're not having good luck getting them on here. We're going to work with it, but we can't really see a way of coordinating the stuff without actually being live. So um, we might be moving to a different platform here in the future, kind of going along with, you know, this experiment of the podcast. We chose Podbean because it was a popular platform out there. 
but we're paying for the very minimal experience on there going into the, you know, into the future, we're looking at doing the more premium things and included in that. It's also looking at our advanced statistics. When we talk about, was it a, a success or not? I mean, we had over 3000 downloads over 2021. And from what we understand, we have almost 10,000 listens. I'm getting used to all these podcast analytics and everything. Um, and again, we don't get the advanced analytics. That's something we have to pay for. So now as we're going on to the second season, that's what we're looking at doing. But we might be changing to a different uh, podcast platform than Podbean. And just quickly, Podbean just distributes it. You know, I'm sure many of you listen to this on like Spotify, iTunes, you know, Google podcast, whatever you listen to it on, or even on our website, we, we list these on our website, but Podbean is our publishing source that sends it out to all of those. So that's, that's what this is all about, but we're, we're very excited to continue on with, with the interviews, the industry guests. And I want to do more of these live, like I'm doing here today. I know many, many of you are going to listen to this down the road. I, I hope this is something we continue to do. I know not every guest will be able to do it because of you know, requirements, you know, like, um, if, if their public affairs has to listen to it before we can produce it, then that's something we'll have to do. But with that being said, let's, let's, um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the, the path forward here with the podcast, talk to talk a little bit about 2020 and 2021 and everything that has happened uh, in our industry talk about the training going on in the industry right now over this last two years we have learned a lot i have i have learned a lot about what exactly our industry needs as far as training goes and and talking to so many different labs out there and 2021 has been a big year of growth for us 2020 to be honest with all of you uh we weren't sure if the school was going to survive we launched early 2019, or I'm sorry, at towards the, the end of 2019, which was right before 2020 happened, obviously. Um, we had really great momentum going into 2020, but as soon as the pandemic hit, it's fair to say we had issues finding, or the, the training budgets kind of dried up. And so many companies out there even though their desire for technicians were still there. Uh, and I should say it, it was a really mixed market out there in the industry. We heard from at least, I would say at least 20 labs that had to furlough or lay off. But then we had the complete opposite in certain areas where they had an increased need for technicians or an increased productivity, you know, another lab in the area shut down because of the pandemic, other ones then increasing their workload, you know, many different things changed in the, the climate of our whole industry. And of course, everywhere else, you know, the pandemic was a big shocker for everybody. But with that being said, the training budgets, they just, you know, for people to, uh, with so much unsurety, you know, it was a lot of, we like the program, we like what you're doing, you know, we'll see how it goes here in the near future when we see what's going on with this pandemic. Fast forward to 2021. Uh, well, in 2020, we did a lot of free training. You know, we did our pressure training event for free. We had a huge turnout for that, uh, five to 600 people. Not all of them completed, but I'm still happy for the turnout. Uh, and then 
we moved into uh, some other smaller training, you know, individual Twitch training that some of you might have seen. But fast forward to 2021, finally, there was some stability out there. And many of those labs that had, we have been talking to and having great experiences with, but just, you know, um, the, the time wasn't right due to the unknown out there. Finally, we started to get some of those to turn for us, you know, and as this year has gone on, it, it has been a huge year of growth for us here at the school. And that also includes the podcast as some of the podcasts that we have are actually linked in our course. And so when I talk about the statistics for 2020, uh, 2021 and, and the end of 2020 and the, the podcast, you know, season one, understand that, like, for instance, our number one rated, the number one rated podcast for season one was Thomas Harper. But to be fair, Thomas Harper had, had a link in our course to his podcast so that people going through our course could hear some of the things that he was talking about with temperature. Now, if we're talking about the number one overall rated podcast of, of our season one, without any, any you know, cheat funnels of any kind, was, of course, Jeff Gust. And I really appreciate Jeff coming on, you know, especially a person in his position. And, and as I was at MSC and NCSLI, I got to see the, the group of people that surround Jeff as he travels. And I know he's just always busy, very busy. He, I think he even told me, you know, he gets hundreds of emails and, and LinkedIn messages in a, a day or a week or something like that. So for him to come on and, and really in the very beginning, give us a little bit of credibility. You know, it made it where it is it, it's someone in in our industry that uh, has a very good place in it, is on a, a bunch of different um, committees, you know, is really involved in, in the 17025 process, you know, it really gave us a, a great opportunity to talk to someone at a very high level in our industry. And of course, that one right away gave us our biggest our biggest boost in listenership. But really, as the year went on, uh, people like Dan Sunberg and uh, the panel discussions were really close to Jeff. I mean, really, really close. And and if I had a way of having the statistics up in front of me at the same time as this this podcast, um, the the interface, I would, but I, I haven't figured that out yet. But just those are the the statistics that we've had so far. Um, going out through this year as well, many of our products and, and many of our focus, the, the 2020 focus for our, our school and for the podcast is more awareness. And what do I mean by, by that is just growing our influence, growing the amount of people that actually listen to the podcast, but also increasing the amount of, um, like I, I mentioned diversity, you know, we're going to have uh, Ginger Montez from Corona on next week. Uh, I'm hoping to have Danae Powell on. I think she's she's cool with that. I, I apologize if I I probably shouldn't have said that live just in case she doesn't come on. Uh, but we're also going to invite on technicians. Some of them are not going to announce their names. Uh, I have some some upcoming shows that I want to highlight the struggles or some of the things going on that technicians see that maybe some of you that are managers aren't seeing, or maybe you aren't fully aware of. And so we want to interview some of the technicians out there, some of the ones going through, you know, because a, a big part of the educational groups out there, like the NCSLI education educators group, a big focus is getting 
interest into our field, not from ourselves, right, but from the younger generation. So a huge focus for us in 2022 is that, you know, the, our STEM programs that we're, that we are um, associated with, and we're trying to grow those contacts. Uh, those of you out there that are already involved in STEM, I, I, I strongly encourage you to reach out to us to coordinate with us so that we can try and uh, combine efforts. You know, we're working with uh, some of the, the standards manufacturers out there to get equipment so that, you know, over time we have some supplies, some equipment that we can create some really interesting programs for teens, even, even younger, but the biggest focus for probably all of us in the industry are those going through high school, right? That group of people that, you know, similar to me, I went to the Marine Corps because I just wasn't interested in college yet, you know, and it wasn't that I couldn't handle college. I was just burned out. Um, I, I didn't even want to go play football, you know, because I was just burned out with the whole school experience. And, you know, when you're talking to a military recruiter, you know, they, they're really good at finding out the things that are important to you. And, and a lot of the things that I wanted to do, like go to school, get some, some good leadership training, all the job training, um, really still go forward in my life, but not <laughs> go to college, I guess you could say you know, the military made perfect sense. But, you know, as I became a recruiter, and in, in, in not by choice, by the way, um, oh, here we got Joseph. Now, when, when, um, sorry, I'm trying to get Joseph in here live to chat as well. Uh, Joseph, if you're, you're listening. Oh, there he is right there. Hey, Joseph, I'm going to mute you for a second and finish what I'm talking about and I'll bring you in. Okay. Can you hear me, Joseph? Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm going to mute you for a minute, okay? Hey, we have a successful call-in. <laughs> so, um, sorry, that was an abrupt... Joseph, did you, could you hear... What was I saying before? Um, well, we were talking about the school... And about uh, how we're migrating, you know, along to different uh, vehicles and, uh, you know, techniques and stuff. So, Right. Well, it, it, sorry, I, I just popped you back on, on mute. Um, so anyway, we're, we're, we're going to be following the, the te technicians as well. And that will go into, oh, and the STEM programs. There, I'm back. So STEM programs are very important. Getting our our industry, people aware of it. Like if I sat outside of a grocery store today and interviewed the, you know, 20 random people, how many of those people do you think know what metrology is? Very little, unless they work in a company that has to do with it or, or has run into it in some time in their, their career. But in general, people don't understand how important and what our industry is. And, and I know many of you listening know this, you know, this is not something that is lost on pretty much anyone that's been around for a while. But what we want to do is start making those, you know, oh, and, and so my transition to the military, as, as I became a recruiter, I noticed there was another group that were similar to me, but the military wasn't for them. And those people are still extremely smart. You know, they'd score high on the ASVAB. And I think the ASVAB is actually a really good way, like a really good um, indicator of, of aptitudes in certain areas. 
but these people that maybe they don't want to go to the military, but they don't want to go to college. You know, that's, that's kind of the focus that I think all of us should have in attracting those in the STEM programs and the younger generation, trying to bring them into our, our, our fields. And that's where our biggest niche has, has been fulfilled in 20, you know, towards the end of 2020 and 2021, where our growth has really exploded is because we have found a way to help labs hire and train all at the same time without taking up, you know, their manager's time, their lead technician's time, you know, significantly cutting back on the opportunity costs of actually training a brand new technician. One other thing I wanted to talk about before I bring Joseph in is our preliminary certification results. Now, we still have a lot of analytics to do on all of this, but we, we talked about this at MSC. We talked about it at uh, NCSLI conference this year. A little bit of an update, just because it's very fascinating to me as we have developed a certification test for our industry, and now we have been giving it to people that have taken our course, and then a, a large group of people that have not taken our course are taking it here soon. But what we're finding is some really strong, good correlations with quality technicians that are able to pass the test. Now, of course, there's going to be a lot that goes into this and a lot of evaluation over time. Some of this with managers um, telling us beforehand, you know, what, you know, how they feel someone will do on the test and then will they actually do that well? You know, is there is there a, a real correlation between how good they do on the test and how, you know, good they are as a day-to-day -day technician? One thing that we will say, though, is that it has also shown a very good ability. You know, if someone can pass our course, pass the certification test, employers have been very happy with that person's ability to accept and to understand the field. We all know there are a ton of people, and as an instructor in the military, I saw a ton of people come through that maybe just weren't quite right for the field. And it's not saying that there's anything wrong with them, but calibration is kind of odd. And, you know... It's one of those things that if they're not quite grasping it or it's not quite for them, you know, the, the course and the certification are a good way of, of that entry level kind of weeding out process, similar to the ASFAB. Does someone have the aptitude and quite honestly, the, the desire to be in our field? No one's passing our certification test so far without some study beforehand. And if they're newer, significant study beforehand, but even technicians that have been going through this thing that have uh, over seven years of experience and upwards to 15 to 20 years of experience still have areas where they're weak. And this isn't, again, something inherently wrong with, with these people taking the test. Many of them just haven't been exposed to the other disciplines before. Hey, I, I scored low in force. Man, you know, that, that's something I haven't done ever in my career. Yeah, well, okay, so that's going to be something that's harder for them to pick up. Now, enter in our school where everyone gets a basic curriculum where they cover all those disciplines. Those people just tend to do better because they are, they're, they're taught all of those beginning principles. And no, we didn't write the test in the school. Myself, even as the president and, and owner of both of these companies, I don't have complete access to that test. I don't teach people the test. We created the school, and then the test writers had the option of uh, many different vehicles out there, the, the female schools, our school, the college programs, many of the different references we have out there, many different re reference books and, and uh, manuals out there, basically to, to drill, all, drill down all the subjects that they need. 
And then, so if people are failing things on that test that we aren't teaching, you know, it's our job to go back afterwards and kind of uh, adjust our curriculum to the needs of the industry, you know, what they're getting wrong. And so our certification company, Sign Certified, is actually down the road going to release that information to the industry, similar to how Fluke gives out the reports. You know, they give out the reports on on uh, the wage and 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 um, statistics in the industry, we would like to give some general statistics on how people are performing in certain areas in the industry. One last thing I'll mention on that before, before I bring Joseph in, just so you guys don't have to hear only me talking today. Uh, with that program, our CMT, the Certified Metrology Technician, so level one, we are offering that for free to all active duty military that have uh, uh, it's going to be the requirements we're setting are with the the specific um, with the specific branches. So, like for the military, or sorry, for the Marine Corps, you know, and I'm talking to some of my peers, and I still have good friends there. You know, I, I'm talking about you know, should they be a corporal and be a CDI, and then they can take the certified metrology technician test. You know, um, for the Navy, you know, should they be a petty officer? You know, what, what are those requirements? So I'm working with some of the people that are currently active duty right now and in, in, in the positions that can give me some really good feedback on that. Uh, we're more than welcome to have feedback from all of you actually out there. But uh, one of the things we're looking to do is allow people in the military to continue on in, with their education, which we don't. I mean, I'll tell you as a, a person that was active duty for, for a full career, I retired out of the Marine Corps. The technical training is is iffy, and it depends on where you're at, who's there, and there's just too much, um, um, what's it called? There's too much variability to that training. Whereas if if we're able to help guide them through, and then when they transition, you know, they ha already have the certifications, they're already level one, two, three, or four, depending on, you know, how long they're in and what they do while they're in the training that they do. But the whole goal is when they transition out, they already have those certifications. Uh, those of you out there with laboratories that are looking to hire, that you you know partner with us, and we're able to coordinate those people coming out of the military with our certification to your laboratory. So definitely contact us. You know, information at signcalibration.com if you want to be a part of these things. You know, partnered labs is a, is something that we're growing. We have over. I think over 60 locations now, and we're trying to work on that for some in-person training and coordinating training in your area, hopefully here in the next year or so. With that being said, enough, enough of me yapping. I wanted Joseph to come in. Uh, he went to MSC with me. If you don't know what, that, what MSC is, it's the Measurement Science Conference. And uh, Joseph, are you, are you there? It says you're unmuted. <laughs> Joseph, can you hear me? It's never a dull moment here. He was connected. Well, I'll, I'll lead things off. And then if we can get uh, Joseph in here, Joseph, whenever you... You can hear me or you're connected let me know but uh, i did want to start talking about a little bit about msc and csli i didn't we didn't have any podcast 
since all of that, oh, it says you entered the live studio. Are you there now, Joseph? Gotta love live, right, everybody? Now, down the road, I think we'll have this all figured out. So, you know, just like anything, I apologize for any any type of disruptions. And those of you listening, you know, down the road, I'm not editing all this stuff out. The, the ones we do live, we're just going to leave live. But uh, again, I'm sorry for any disruptions here. Actually, maybe I'll, I'll kick Joseph out here and then he can come back in. Joseph, if you can hear me, um, I'm going dis- to disconnect you. And let's see if I can re-invite you back in. Up to this point, up to this point in our career, in our industry, these conferences have been kind of like the standard place where everyone gets together every year. Joseph, are you there? Yes. Oh, I hear I hear me in the background. You're going to have to put on headphones. You good? Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you, but you just got to make sure you have headphones because we can hear me talking through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have the headphones. All right. I apologize. Joseph, welcome to the... Go ahead. I'm sorry, my... Joseph, you cut out. Uh, okay. okay, well, I'm gonna have to kick you off if you if you if you're having issues. Um, I can hear you fine. Just you have to talk. Oh well, yeah. I hear you now. I'm in my yeah. Just speak. <laughs> yes, I can hear you. You have to speak, though. I don't know what you're looking at, but you have to speak. All right. So MSC Anaheim. So this was. Th- MSC, great. What's that? Yeah, it was a great time. Uh, so anyway, I, w- I was saying this was my first trip. And so, you know, getting to to see kind of what the, all the hubbub was about. But uh, again, unfortunately, you know, 2020 and the pandemic has has reared its ugly head for these things. You know, they both MSC and NCSLI were a lot smaller than they usually are. So for those of you that didn't go, you know, that's... I, I think it's it was like a third or even a fifth of what it usually is. And I, I know you've been to them in the past, right, Joseph? Joseph. Yes. Okay. We're sorry, everyone. We're going to disconnect Joseph. I, I think he's having some technical difficulties. Hey, first one live, and this, you know, again, this is why I'm doing a shorter episode today, kind of introduce the season. Uh, Next week, the one with Ginger, it's already been recorded. The other one's already recorded as well. But anyway, um, so, and this is, this isn't disparaging anything. This, it's a natural thing with everything that has been going on in our country and world with the pandemic, just the turnout was lower. So I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, coming into it, I was... You know, we were we were given tutorials, you know, a, pr- a pressure tutorial in both of them. And, you know, it's kind of a, an interesting experience showing up for a tutorial when you've never been to a place like that before, like a, a, a conference of that, that 
that type. You know, because when I'm teaching, and we're teaching here as the school, Sign Calibration School, we're teaching brand new technicians. And what I've noticed with a lot of these conferences is due to, I, I don't know if it's because of the cost or uh, maybe just with how things have worked in the past, a lot of these, uh, a, a lot of companies that are sending people are sending their more senior personnel. And it makes sense with some of the tutorials and some of the speakers because they are definitely the higher, higher level, you know, um, the, the meta, the meta level overlook of everything. Whereas, you know, when we're coming in, we want those brand spanking new guys. And I, I think a lot of, a lot of the, the companies out there maybe don't want to put that investment in sending someone brand new to one of these conferences. So I wanted to, to talk about my experience a little bit. I, I, I did want to have, um, cause Joseph went to, with me to MSC. I know he said that it was a lot smaller than, than he remembers in the past. But with that being said, I still had a fantastic time and I actually am looking forward to future ones. It, even as much as uh, I even want to do booths at them now, just because I kind of see it as a really good place. And especially at this point in time in our, in our country world and industry, getting together was actually really nice. Getting to see people that I have only, I, I told you at the beginning of this podcast, we started this right towards the end of 2019. I got to travel to about two companies, three companies before the pandemic really went into full swing and everything was shut down. So there's a ton I mean, I, 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 I'm being abstract here, but you know, 80%, 90% of our client base that I had never met in person and people that I had interviewed, Greg Sanker, uh, Jeff Gust, you know, there's a bunch of people that I had never actually met in person. And when you get to actually meet them in person and chat, you know, it's really nice because you get to have a little bit more long form discussion and you, you, you know, just a, a personal interaction. I mean, we're all humans. We all understand what that's, what that's like. So you know, I, I wanted to evaluate, I wanted to evaluate coming in to these to see, you know, is this something that I want to do in the future? You know, is it, uh, is it just purely to get equipment out there and, and is, you know, is there a really strong need for the school there? And I think I, I've, I've definitely figured out after these last two experiences that it is something that I, I see a, a good future in as long as we as an industry keep supporting them. You know, if, if you don't know NCSLI, MSC, those things are nonprofits. Um, I know NCSLI is, I, I, I'm pretty sure MSC is, but these are nonprofits, right? And so they operate based upon these events happening. And I know the tech exchange is, is more geared towards the entry level and we're working on getting involved in those. I don't think we'll be involved in 2022s, but probably the next one we'll get, uh, try and get in there on the tech exchange. The, um, so I, I strongly encourage, and, and here in the future, I, I want to take the, the podcast on the road. I have some, some new equipment that I can actually broadcast and record while I'm on the road. I would love to get, as I'm on the road and seeing people in person, or if I run into any of you that are listening on the road and, and it makes sense, I can, you know, do an impromptu interview or podcast but also our, our future projects with YouTube. And, and those are things that are coming up really soon. And uh, I, I really hope for a lot of, a lot of support from you guys here in the industry um, in these projects, because they're not meant for you. Uh, 
to be quite blunt about it, you know, uh, like the Twitch and the Discord servers that we have. And if you don't know what those things are, it's fine. But that's actually kind of the point. If you don't know what they are, or if you think that they're the wrong platform for what we're doing, or you don't understand it, it's really probably because it's not geared towards you. It's actually geared towards those coming into our field. We're trying to attract the younger generation. And what I would like to happen is down the road, you know, that people are familiar. We do that same test that I was talking about outside the grocery store. And we get another 20 people in, in five to, to 10 years, and they actually know what it, metrology is. They know how metrology works in that grocery store that they're walking into and paying for products, you know. So that's that's the overall long-term goal. Now, the podcast, where does that all fit in? That, you know, that's, this is our industry awareness project. And this the podcast is for you and for the, the people that are currently in the field. We are going to be doing some that are for brand new technicians, you know, the ones that are talking very basically about subjects, but also down the road, you know, we'll have the occasional guests that are, you know, attacking some of those higher level topics. But the key there is we got to wait for the rest of the industry to kind of raise its level a little bit. And again, this isn't pointing out anybody in particular. We just have a a pretty uh, wide um, network around the industry right now. And we just, we're, we're pretty aware of how things are, are, um, situated. You know, there's a lot of people out there that have seven plus years of experience, but it might be in one discipline, you know, it might be in one area. It might be, they were taught wrong. You know, we, we do things a certain way here at this lab, you know, that type of stuff, you know, so it really, it really will depend on where that person got trained. Whereas something, you know, when we have a, now we have a schoolhouse, we have a program, we have a set one through four, that makes it where you can actually kind of know what you're getting throughout that hiring process. You hire someone that's been around for seven years and they're a level, you know, a level three certified technician through us, you know what that means. And you can have a little bit more confidence in that rather than, you know, trying to, to follow up on a, you know, the hardest one is always trying to follow up on resumes that include military, you know, the, any of our background, you know, trying to call my old lab managers or something like that, or trying to, if you're catching someone right out of the service, you know, and, and you can call back and talk to their staff NCYC or whatever, their chief or whatever. Yeah, sure. You can get a pretty good idea what that person's like, unless they're covering for them, you know, if they're looking out for their best interests or, or, or whatever, but really, we want to take that that opinion part of it out and have something more recognized across the industry. Joseph, one last try. Are you there? So I'm here. All right. He's here. So how many people do you usually, like in the past when you've gone to conferences, how busy are they usually? Like what what, what would you compare? Would you say it's like a third, a fifth? I mean, what was what was the turnout? Oh, well... It's been it's been a while since I've been to a conference. So um, didn't you go at their heyday? Yeah, in their heyday, I, and I couldn't tell you. I just know that they were packed, you know. And right, uh, and a lot of a lot of people, you know, a lot of demonstrations. Just uh, just very very uh, active place. Yeah. And I, you know, for us, the schoolhouse, I love talking to the the vendors because I want to know the next products that are coming out and, you know, try and borrow them for us to do demonstrations and kind of make people aware of, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, the Kaiser RS, uh, RH systems, you know, that was a great demo. Oh yeah. RH systems. Yeah. Humidity is one of those that's hard to find, um, you know, someone on the breaking edge of it. And these guys, it was so fun to talk to them. And so I, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll get a chance to go and, and chat with them more over this year. I think they, they're out there in Phoenix. Is that right? Yeah, they're in Phoenix. They used to be here in Albuquerque where I am. And, you know, this is where the Thunder Scientific is. The, so, but the, those guys that used to be with Thunder. So now they have their own place and they're making their own product. And, we, you know, we saw it. It looks really nice. Yes, and very and it's ready for the camera. It's a very uh, attractive unit. I really liked looking it over and everything. So I can't wait to, yeah, hopefully go out there and film more with it. I like the display. I liked uh, I liked the um, the fact that it was so quiet. I couldn't even hear it really. You know. Oh, I know. And anyone that's used a thunder before can appreciate how loud a humidity chamber can be. Yeah. And, you know, and then we, you know, we talked about some of the stuff that, uh, that, you know, the probes, the number of probes and the fact that there's not an airflow problem because the way they chamber their item, you know, they're, they inflate their yeah. chamber. Unique designs. And, and I mean, obviously that's something we'll go over when we talk with them, but, uh, yeah. since I have you on the phone, obviously Joseph is our lead instructor at sign calibration school. I, I did want to talk cause we only have, I, I only want to be on for maybe five to 10 more minutes, but I wanted yeah. to talk about 2022 and some of our projects that are coming up. So obviously we've made a public announcement, but, but people miss those things all the time. Our next free lot, our free event for 2022 is going to be general metrology. Now that's very broad, right? <laughs> you know, yes. uh, general metrology, what does that mean? You know, um, it means that, you know, so general metrology in our programs is all of the things outside of a discipline. So the way to think about this is tolerances. And I know tolerances are on, on their way out, but we got to teach that. And why? Why are they on their way out? Because tolerances used to be the thing, right? Um, yeah. uh, basics into accreditations and and uh, uh, SI unit prefixes. Do you know how many technicians, you know, guys that are, you know, the hired and trained in lab, you know, the, the questionably trained, you know, when you ask them what a milli is or micro is, you know, they, they don't know what that stuff is a lot of times. Yeah. Um, t- some, some of, some of our, our, uh, you know, glossary items or, or definitions. Uh, what else is in there, Joseph? Help uh, me remember. There's, there's just, uh, there's so many things, like you said, you know, definitions, uh, what, where we would go to uh, find guidance on certain yeah the gum the vim the vim what you know we we have our own dictionary so that's the vim that's uh, our dictionary for calibration and it tells you all sorts of things uh, not just definitions but also how you know conventions about how to use numbers rounding decimal places, uh, you know, pre-physics, like you said. There's just- oh, rounding. Yeah, we have a whole numbers section, you know, how to properly round. You know, there's rules. And we generally go with the NIST guidelines. I know we have quite a few listeners um, from around the world. You know, you can follow your own MP, you know, your own NMIs or whatever. But NIST gives some really good 
guidance on that. And we, we kind of expound upon that. Um, and then talking about some of the quality systems out there, uh, er basics into errors and uncertainties. Now, a level one person, we're not going to teach you how to calculate uncertainties. And that's more in the level two and three areas. But, you know, the 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 entry level knowledge into all these general met metrology subjects. So what we're going to be looking at, so this is perfect for any of you that have brand new technicians that need to know what the whole system of calibration is. What is BIPM? You know, what is calibration? What is a standard? What is a device under test? So that is what our 2022 training event is going to be. And we will re release a, a tentative uh, curriculum. But that is going to be, it's not going to be as long as this year's temperature went pretty much the whole year. And that was because we were doing something with Cal Lab Magazine, you know, and, 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 uh, with that, you know, doing four or four issues of Cal Lab Magazine, we needed to spread that out over a year. Whereas this year, we're going to try and finish that up in about three to four months, you know, something that gives people time to get into it because, you know, we don't want it to be where it's, a weekly commitment that is mandatory for somebody, but something that they can complete over the span of three to four months. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the other things that we're, we're going to be working on here is other, you know, in person, you know, if you're, if your lab wants us to come out and, and do demonstrations in person, we can do that. But also some of the, the ways that we can do remote training in interesting ways, like Joseph, we have an electronics, a brand new electronics course coming out in 2022, which yes. will include an electronics basic kit that you will build circuits along with us as we teach it. Now, calibration, like, why are we doing that? You know, well, if you start getting into that level three area where we feel that um, a, a, an on-site technician, like if we were to do a certification for an on-site person, it would land right around that level two, level three area. Those people, you know, it, at, at that knowledge level should be able to do that in our opinion. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, even at the, even at the apprentice level, uh, they're going to need to know about standard resistors, four wire measurements, uh, current shunts, you know, uh, items like that, that you have to use a, a certain technique. And making these circuits, you know, you can see, you know, how... Uh, the industry, how metrology came about uh, with the current shunts and stuff like that, the standard resistors. Sure. So. Well, and if you're working in electronics and you've never been through something learning that, you know, every component that you're hooking up has its own resistance and you're kind of doing an additive resistance thing, you know, there are a lot of these very basic Ohm's law, you know, Kirchhoff law type components that, you know, a brand new technician, it's good for them to, to hear yeah and and also you know and not just in dc we're talking just about dc right now but you know also that leads into the ac and and reactive components you know that uh resistance can have so you know yes now, now we're talking about impedance so i mean there's just a lot of stuff that people need to a new new glossaries that they need to uh, embrace Right. Yeah, it always makes me cringe when I see someone um, defending an adjustment as a part of calibration and they're using like Webster's Dictionary as the definition for calibration or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. You never want that. No. But yeah, so that's so this next year, a big focus is now moving on to those because, you know, 
we we hear you out there you know we, we're in conversations with all of you out there and there's a, a lot of positive feedback a lot of love for our level one programs you know and it, it's always those senior guys are like yeah it's great but what about in person you guys aren't there's no hands-on and you know the hands-on component is the ojt that they do in conjunction with our course but those in-person training opportunities are coming soon our level two is all revolving around that and we're going to have ways that you can test out level two remotely and and more explanation on, on that will come down the road or you can come to one of our partnered locations to test and we're going to try and do that in as many geographical areas as we can but obviously until we grow until we have a calibration partner in every single city that has cal you know it's going to take us a minute you know there there is going to be a a small requirement or a, an inherent requirement to travel until there is a wider opportunity for people to get in-person training. Does that make sense, Joseph? Did I, how I said that, did that make sense? Yeah. And just, uh, and just know that we are um, diligently working on improving that and widening and broadening our, our scope of laboratories. Uh, and that is something that is actively happening. It just is a process. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're creating something out of nothing. You know, we weren't going off of any type of model outside of my experiences at the schoolhouse in the for the Marines and Navy. And even even that, you know, I, I say it all the time. We, we were never taught temperature. We weren't taught force. We weren't taught a lot about mass. You know, the, the military taught what we needed to know for the military. So and, and enough enough on that. Um, a couple reminders I wanted to put out there. Uh, we do have a newsletter and the newsletter is vital for catching any of our important announcements. For instance, our pandemic sale back in 2020, March, I think it was February or March. I, you know, we, we heard back from so many people of the, those that are struggling or got laid off or furloughed or, um, they have to cross train or else they'll lose their job. Numerous different things. I, I, we even helped out, um, some people in Africa that needed some training, um, but anyway, we we did a we wanted to do something to to help people progress in their job, you know, or in their career, or start a new career with without a, a large overhead, you know, and and so we did a, a pretty much a blanket fifty percent off sale for now. It's gone on for almost two years, and you know, the time. I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but it feels like it was just yesterday that we started that, you know? So two years, you know, I don't think that was the intent originally of the sale, but it's made sense until everything's kind of stabilized. And, and we, I, in the newsletter, we made it clear, you know, if you're still experiencing hardship, you know, contact us, we're, we'll still work out with you or your lab or whatever. If, if something's going on, you know, in your area or something is going on, you know, if you've got furloughed or laid off and, and we have, a, a huge network of places that are looking for technicians, you know, so we're, we're in the business of connecting people. So if you, if you need help, you know, let us know, but that pandemic sale is ending the 21st of January. So any of you that have been on the fence, hop on it, hop, hop off of it, maybe, or you go, go and come into our school. I, I, it's something that we feel very strongly that, um, it's the right way for the industry to go forward. Yeah. Um, and, and then our trip. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to say one thing. You know, we um, you talked about this, this 
this is part of our program is uh, job placement and career development. You know, th those are parts of our, you know, our program. Uh, and we know um, many, many, many big players that are looking for uh, talented people. So. Right. And, and people don't, if they're a partnered lab with a, there's a, there's a certain understanding and agreement on, on pay for the area and, and things like that, that, you know, more of what we'll talk about with some of those technicians and some of the, our secret guests that we have on down, down the road that are current technicians that we don't, you know, we don't want to, um, that maybe they won't say exactly who they are, but you'll hear like the, sometimes the, the things that, technicians are asked to do or the the starting wages that we're talking about in certain areas we're getting to a dangerous area where we don't want minimum wage individuals coming in to do some of these calibrations um, i mean again over this year we'll hear from both technicians as well as customers of calibration um, i have a guest coming up uh, i think around april time frame that works for a biomedical firm that helps develop vaccines. And she talks about all the time about if, if metrology was incorrect in their systems, that all of their work is almost invalidated. Almost all of it is invalidated. And a ton of their work is, is temperature, you know, temperature pressure, you know, those uh, PCR machines, you know, uh, quite a bit of volume work, you know, with the pipettes, so on, so yep. forth. And, you know, I'll, I'll let them speak for themselves, the technicians, as well as the customers that come on our show over this year, but things aren't looking good. You know, they, they'll have people show up that don't properly do calibrations and then it throws off an entire month, week, you know, uh, however long worth of data production analysis, product, so on and so forth. I mean, we, we talked about that a lot last year with, with what is the global impact, right? The, the risk, the global yes. risk of right. bad cows. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly where we're seeing it. And so I, I I'm excited to have those people on. I still want to, if, if those of you out there, if you want to talk about things industry wise, or you want to be a guest, please come on the show. I'm happy to have you. But we're also going to be talking with people that the industry affects or the, the people that are making the industry run right now. And I, I think those, I'm really excited about those, Joseph, because I think, I think in some ways, some people will feel validated, you know, they're going to hear someone from the East coast have the same problems that they do on the West coast or Midwest or whatever. But then at the same time, I think we're all going to kind of get a feel for, you know, we, there's plenty of room for change, right? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's like a, a round table for our whole community to where, you know, you don't have to just occasionally do this or that or happen to at that moment be in a certain situation. You know, that uh, that round table is always there and people can always go there and, you know, um, look for resources and help. I mean, valid what? resource and help. And, and I've said this for a long time, you know, I don't, I, I don't have to be the only host on the metrology today podcast, you know, and uh, especially if there's, you know, specific things that I'm not the best person to do the discussing with. I'm, I, you know, I've been in this, this, this wonderful field, this crazy field for 20 years, but I'm still learning constantly, especially doing this school, you know, I'm exposed to way more things than I ever have been. And then once you're exposed to all of these little 
legs of metrology, you realize, oh, I know nothing. <laughs> so, well, Joseph, did you have any saved rounds? That's that's pretty much all that I had. And, and again, anyone listening, and remember, we're not editing this. So if you came by afterwards and, and we had a, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, I think in the future, we're going to be all good. Yeah, I think in the future will be good. Uh, it was uh, a new experience for me. Uh, unfortunately, my I have a raccoon that ate my headset, the wire, the cable for it. So uh, I had to get my uh, earplugs. But once I got that, I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> but I, yeah, everything you said, I think we covered. Uh, you know, just just that work. You know, we're a peer reviewed community, so anybody can. You know approach us you know and that's what we want we want uh, people approaching us and you know and we want to expose um the things that people need to know you know the basic stuff the the little idiosyncratic things you know like use use a non-metallic uh tuner or you know use a certain device or you know something like that you know just things that people it takes decades to learn because it does, you know, but provide it for them uh, in a place where they can get to it all the time. Well, and, and maybe our goal is best explained that we can kind of shorten that gap, right? That learning gap yeah. where before it was decades, maybe we can just make it decade yeah. for some of it. Yeah. You know, it, it really, that's the goal is to to make it more readily accessible. And and also like to, to, to many of you out there that are begging your employers for training they're doing whatever you can to to try and get training to happen but it just won't happen at your place you know we're here for you as well you know you don't always have to go through your your specific employer if they won't you know provide you any training too many places i go to and you know that will be a subject that i talk about throughout this year open up those training budgets you know invest in your people they want it and they want it bad they want the training and they feel they feel neglected and if the shoe fits, you know, you need to pay attention to that. If not, then obviously we aren't talking to you and you're doing a great job at your lab. Yeah. All right, Joseph. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. I, I, again, I, I apologize and I apologize to you, Joseph. There was no way for us to actually test it in this platform. We actually just had to go live and we could have done like a middle of the night live session, but it's more fun, you know, to have a little, uh, get get sweat get a little sweaty and, and a little nervous because yeah. things aren't working yeah. right yeah it it can be a little nerve-wracking uh it's um but you know that's part of our job sometimes our job is nerve-wracking so yeah and i didn't i didn't get to use my audio effects in future ones i can i can i can have the things like the cheering yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that they provide this stuff in inside of our uh our actual, because that's usually stuff that you have to download and provide yeah. for yourself. Okay, is it going to stop cheering now? Wait, okay, I, I have to, I have to know what these things do. That one was like the longest cheer ever. When we get to the point where um, uh, we have a our studio, like Don Imus or you know maybe Howard Stern, people like that. Yeah, right. Then we'll, have, <laughs> we'll have we'll have all the engineers who do that stuff for us. That will be the day when a metrology podcast is a is as big as one of those that's 
I would be shocked. I'm happy. I'm happy with what we have, you know, where we're oh, getting, yeah. you know, 3000 downloads and, and, and it's only going to grow from there. Please tell tell your, tell your, your, uh, friends and, and, um, your colleagues. One last thing I will say before I sign us off, five-star reviews, positive reviews on the, you know, the iTunes and the Spotify's and all that do help us out, help people see our, our, uh, our podcast that normally wouldn't see it. And so any of that does help us out. So I, I appreciate it. If any of you are able to, to, to give any type of five star, especially the five star, the way that the, if you don't know how the analytics work in some ways, it, it, it like, if it's going to recommend it to someone, it kind of ignores the one, two, three, and four. Like if you, if you, that's how you honestly feel about the podcast, that's fine. Like I'll take the feedback, but if you're trying to help us, the five star is the only one that actually does anything beneficial, apparently. So, and and if you're able to say anything, that's also appreciated. We are working on, you know, how we can uh, further grow this community. Joseph and I have talked a lot about Discord. If you don't know what Discord is, it's a it's an online forum that we can kind of control and and not have the random bad answers to questions, but also the random, you know, unnecessary answers as well, or the unnecessary questions. So more on that down the road, we, we uh, I think we'll probably put up a, a link there on our website so that people could just join the discord whenever possible. Yeah. It, it, I'm on there all the time. And, you know, it's like when uh, the site went down, you know, uh, Facebook went down, discord was still working. So, Oh yeah. Alrighty. Well, Joseph, thank you for coming on and thanks for kicking off season two with me. Everyone that uh, tuned in live, we actually had people listening live. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Those of you that listen here, here down the road, welcome to season two. And I, I please any feedback that you have, email us at information or support at signcalibration.com. And we are happy to, you know, book, book you as a guest or if you have any suggestions for future so shows. Guests, tune in next week because uh, ginger is is a good uh, thing. Ginger's yes, uh, podcast going to be a good thing. Yep, talking about lean and po process improvement. So if you're interested in lean, definitely tune in next week. That will be next Wednesday is when that is released. And I usually set those for an automatic release at midnight unless we're going to be live. That's when we'll actually make an announcement of when it when it happens. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you all. Much love to all of you. Seriously, I can't say it enough. This second season would not happen without you. And uh, I, I do have to state. Uh, hold on. I almost forgot. <laughs> and I'll, I'll do this better in, in future ones. Live ones, it's harder to fit this in. This, this season, and especially as we're finishing up our temperature event, is brought to you by metrology.net. Uh, if you didn't know, metrology.net now supports power supply calibrations. So if you're calibrating them manually, it's time to upgrade your lab to metrology.net, the software that works for you. Find out more at metrology.net. So... And, and for those of you, we also get requests for um, ad spots. We aren't doing full ad spots. The reason we're doing this with 
uh, metrology.net and CalLab Solutions is because they're the ones also behind CalLab Magazine. So, you know, that's why we're promoting them for during this time. In the future, as our, our audience grows and we feel a little bit more comfortable with actually doing ads, then we, we will open that up for people. So more on that to come in the future. But thank you once again for listening. And Joseph, thanks for tuning in with me. Thank you. Thank you to be here. All right. See you guys uh, here from all of you guys throughout the season and see you all next week.